Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome everybody. We are at the Steelers podcast. Another week of not much happening, but you know, but we got some stuff we can argue about, which is always fun. Uh, it's March first on Monday. I'm here with Joe Frost, Paul Yanchuk. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? <laughs> you guys doing, are doing well. Well, <laughs> we're, we're just getting started, so we're trying to decide who talks first. Oh yeah, that's true. I need to say. <laughs> Paul, you first. You, you greet the audience or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, I have a, a big Facebook message board filled of of anger about the Steelers quarterback situation. I'm like, you guys went quiet now, you know? I mean, <laughs> if it was anything like normal, you guys would be like, you know, going back and forth. But I don't know. <laughs> well, as we said before, we're trying to focus more on the moves that happen. And literally, I don't think there was any definite moves in terms of personnel decisions or roster moves or anything yet. So I know we're going to be criticized because, again, we're going to talk about the two favorite Steelers things, Big Ben and J.J. Watt. But right now, that's what's happening. And I'm sure after they get done, I mean, when free agency starts and the draft happens, yeah, there's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about. But sadly, it'll be, hey, look at all the Steelers guys leaving for other teams playing. What can you say? It is it is what it is. But This yeah. is who we are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the fact we're a billion dollars over the salary cap and all of our guys got restructured <laughs> deals. So <laughs> that we'll be in cap hell probably for the next 20, 30 years. It'll be great. So, oh, well. Well, let's first, we're going to do a lot of talk about Big Ben. Joe and um, Paul have an argument that I'm going to try a referee. I actually have a third option for you guys, which is going to blow everybody away. So I guess all three of us will argue with each other about different ideas. But before that, the J.J. Watt thing. I had some ideas I was giving to Paul beforehand. Joe, I want to share these with you, too. There's nothing on J.J. Watt. Sadly, I think the Watt family are just excited about J.J. posting cryptic tweets about nothing, and then you hear the hundreds of responses going, well, one of his words had a P in front of it, so that means it's going to Pittsburgh, or, yeah. you know, JJ it's the same cool. number of It's the same number of letters as Buffalo Bills. Yes. That was yes. one of my favorites. <laughs> or, or J.J. looks cool. He's going to Buffalo, or, or, or J.J. likes his home. You know, he's proud of Wisconsin, so he's going to Green Bay, you know, all the other stuff. Really, in terms of news, um, you know, John Clayton's had some scoops, I guess. I'm using the scoops mm-hmm. and quote marks for a very important reason. Uh, he said that 
there was like a couple teams not named the Steelers that were on top of play for the services. Uh, I heard another report saying, I guess a couple teams offered them 15 to 16 million, unless Pittsburgh just renounces everybody and cuts a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the Steelers were one of the 15 to 16 million dollar teams. <laughs> he is he is the defensive line now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, him against four guys. Yeah, well, it'll be the Watt brothers, and I'll be yeah, you know, the, the Watt brothers will play everybody, and no one else will play. Um, we'll talk Big Ben later, but let me throw Big Ben into this big mess right now. It's funny, okay? Last week, and again, we'll talk more of the details later. It looks like Big Ben wants to come back. The owner stepped in. I want you to come back. Something will be done. There's no other financial decisions to be made right now. And I know there's a lot of talk saying, well, what team can we put around Big Ben? Well, we're not going to know what team we can put around Big Ben until we attach a salary figure for him. So I'm trying to think of what's the holdup. Because technically, if he signed for a buck a year or $500 million a year, he might as well just sign that, and at least the Steelers know what's going on. Obviously, the Steelers are smart. Obviously, Big Ben's smart. Let me throw this by you, because this is about J.J. Watt. Do you think the Steelers have an offer out there, which I'm imagining they do? I'm guessing it's lower than the other teams, maybe $8, $10 million. They, they found a number that could make sense in their salary cap. And maybe the holdup of Big Ben is saying, well, if J.J. takes this, you'll need to take less money to make the salaries match up. Or if J.J. doesn't take this, hey, we'll pay you a little bit more to be okay. Just wait and see if J.J. takes an offer or not. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of of what's holding up Big Ben. So in terms of J.J., does that hold merit? Uh, Paul, I guess we'll start with you. And I I, I could see that as a possibility. Um, I, I'm sure we do have an offer out for J.J. I give us about a 2% chance of yeah. having that offer signed. Um but I'm sure we do. I'm sure we've thrown our hat in the ring somewhere. I, I don't see it panning out. But, um, yeah, it's – I would just love to kind of be at that point where we figured out what we're doing with Ben and now we can figure out what we can put around him now. It's it's getting – I know we've got a lot of time, but it's getting a little frustrating. Joe, I've got a theory for you. I don't know if JJ wants to play anymore. JJ seems really excited to – be on Twitter and throwing out these really weird tweets that everyone's guessing. And I, I bet you the Watt family is calling each other at night going, hey, look at what these goofballs said on your Twitter account. Like TJ had a tweet last week talking about, hey, it's funny to watch everyone trying to decrypt my brother's tweets on where he's possibly going. Here's what I think's going on, Joe. I don't know if we'll start the year for team. I think he'll be signed as an analyst with like Fox or CBS or one of those places where he'll do like the halftime show. And just think about this. Every comment he makes will get interpreted as he wants to go there or not. So like if, if he's, you know, showing a Packers game, he's like, man, look at that Packers defense line. Everyone like Twitter will burn down. Everyone will be like, Oh my goodness. That means he wants to be with the Packers. Or if he says, Oh man, I miss my brothers. Like if they're showing a Steelers highlight, holy crap, he's going back to Steelers. And then JJ could pick a team like a week 10 or 11 as the best record in the NFL. I mean, do you see that happening? I don't know. I feel like that one's, uh, that was pretty oh, far yeah. afield. Of course, of course. <laughs> You're pulling, pulling, that out of, pulling that out of nowhere. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think he. I think you're probably right. He's the he and the whole family are totally enjoying the the moment yeah. that they're in. He's never had free agency before. He's never had teams vying for his services. This isn't. This is new for him. So you enjoy it while you can. He's seen enough other people do it. <laughs> so uh, I, I think there's a certain amount of that. But also, I don't think JJ's that kind of guy. Uh, you know, as much as anybody at this stage in their career who are desperate to be a part of a Super Bowl team and and to get that ring and the trophy and and whatever else, I don't see him as that kind of player to to wait around that long in the season to to make that kind of choice. Um, but I don't know. I guess stranger things have happened, but uh, that doesn't seem to me <laughs> seem to me to be the most likely thing. He talks about like picking it. It's like picking a DoorDash order, and and we understand that where he's not going to make his pick the first day. That's but not man. exactly what he said. He said that it takes him a long time to decide <laughs> on DoorDash, and so this is a little more important than that. But four weeks. <laughs> hey, I've got friends. It like took that. him an hour to choose whether he was going to get a burrito. Like we oh. we can give <laughs> we can give him a couple weeks. But also, what difference would it make choosing now or two weeks from now? Like but, but, they but would help. It, it might help uh, another team who, like the Steelers, are struggling to figure out their financial situation. But in terms of him, like it doesn't really mean anything different to choose two weeks from now versus now. So might as well take your time. I think the Steelers, uh, the thing that's taking a long time with with doing what they're trying to do with Ben and make room for JJ or what other free agents they could possibly find. I think they're deep into a uh, and creative NFL accounting. I think they've had to do this for a long time, and they're continually having to come up with creative solutions for how can we rearrange salary money versus signing bonus money versus, like, I don't know, gas allowance or putting more <laughs> sodas in the locker room. Like, who knows? Who knows what it might be? Uh, we're going to get you a new leather chair in the locker room every week. Right. Well, and then you can take them home. Like they're, they're one use leather chairs. So you can take them home and fill it in your house. Uh, so they're in the middle of doing those kinds of things and probably some creative solutions that they haven't had to, to do before. I think it's a real tricky financial situation that the team is in and a unique situation with con with uh, the contract they have with Roethlisberger, trying to honor him for all of the service that he's done for the team, right. while at the same time still having a team next year, which would be the reason he would come back. If you don't make a decision it, it, right now, it's fine. I mean, March 17th, I believe, is that deadline for his, his – um, he, he gets a roster bonus. So if, if Big Ben wouldn't be with the Steelers anymore for whatever reason, it would need to happen before March 17th. Because if the Steelers aren't going to keep him, they would have to pay him like $15 million on, you know, March 17th. So why would they do that if they're not holding on to him? So, so, yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't think these guys need to make a decision. I'm just trying to figure out what's the shoe that needs to be dropped to figure out what Big Ben's salary would be, what's the shoe of J.J. White. Here's another thing that just came to me, and – Paul, let me know what you think about this. I don't know how close to Sean Watson and um, J.J. Watt are. There was kind of a video. I mean, there were teammates with the Texans last year. There was a video, I think, where it was on one of the um, hidden mic or, or like, mic'd up segments for the NFL 
where like Deshaun was like, man, I'm sorry we couldn't have helped you more this year. Like he was frustrated because the Texans had a bad year, and Deshaun seemed to say, hey, what could we have done? Now, I don't know how close J.J. and Deshaun are off the field, but if you're looking for the shoe to drop, I mean, are, is J.J. like, hey, if Deshaun goes here, maybe I go with him. I, I, like, I'm, I'm, there's got to be something going on. And, you know, I don't know, Joe. I mean, you and Paul probably know that friend that takes forever to make a decision. I think J.J. wants <laughs> that guy in the NFL. I mean, it's gotta be, there's got to be something that they're waiting on. You're right, Joe. There is creative accounting, but there's got to be, hey, where's Deshaun going? Or, yeah, I mean, there's got to be something we're waiting on in both JJ and Ben's camp. You know what I mean? And it's entirely possible that that's league wide. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a connection between Deshaun Watson and, and JJ personally. They were teammates and whatever else, but. It seems like that's something that happens with regularity in in all of sports. The offseason will seem like it's super slow, and then once one decision gets made, all of the Jenga comes down. Um, so that it, it may not, might have, maybe it may be difficult to suss out exactly which thing it is that's going to make everything fall together. But it's not impossible that it is one decision that gets made, and it seems like the Deshaun Watson situation may actually be. Uh, a big part of that, even for things that it wouldn't seem like it would be a part of. Yeah. Uh, Paul, your thoughts? I mean, JJ's yeah, wife is in Chicago. Maybe do we wait for Deshaun maybe to get traded to Chicago? I, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I'm sure there's a part of JJ that might think, well, that might be nice, but I don't know if he's going to base the end of his career strictly on where Deshaun goes. Um, I, I think we're, we're also probably looking at uh, not in terms of JJ, but more in terms of Deshaun. And, and you know, you've got let's say the Jets. Uh, the Jets are probably trying to figure out: uh, do we make a play for Deshaun Watson, or do we like what we can get out of the draft? And so, uh, all that to say, with JJ, I I think if JJ had to pick with between playing with Deshaun Watson or getting his best chance at a Super Bowl. I don't think he's going to forfeit the Super Bowl just to play with Deshaun Watson. And and you raised the point, too, even with, like, the Steelers. I mean, hey, you know, he want, he'd like to play for his brothers. I don't, you know, he said that repeatedly. But are the Steelers a Super Bowl team? You know, who knows? And, and that's the big question. And it's – hate to say it, but that it's a little more doubtful this year than last year. I'll put it that way. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Wait a second. This is a Steelers podcast. They are Whoa. always the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> all right. All right. There are only three of us in this room, man. The Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. Well, they may be playing if it wasn't themselves. For them. They're going to play themselves I, I in the Super Bowl this year. After watching that playoff game, all of my hopes for a Super Bowl this next year were flushed down the toilet with that playoff wow. game. Wow. Wow. It, it, it what happened to Grace, Pastor okay. Paul? Right. What happened to Grace? Yes. <laughs> forgiveness and mercy. All right, before we I, get there. I, they're still my team. There's Grace there. They're still my team, but I'm not optimistic <laughs> about a Super Bowl. <laughs> you're just crying into your terrible towel. That's what you're doing. Uh, before we get there, any other thoughts of JJ Wise? I do one more search to make sure there's no more cryptic tweets or – or anything else going on at JJ? Are, are we good with JJ Watt? 
JJ's uh, not in coming. Terms of a, in terms of a topic, I think yeah. we're done with talking about it for today. But like, <laughs> I, 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 I'd like to see him on our team. I would like to see him not on a team that's playing against us. Yes. <laughs> if there's a way that we can arrange it so that he's on a team that has nothing to do with our season, that'd be great. We miss it. Shut down all communication into Cleveland. We miss it ye- yesterday. JJ did a live Q and A with the USO and members of the military at eleven AM. Wonder how many questions dealt with where are you going next year? Like JJ probably wanted to say, Hey, let's talk about the military and everything and everyone's right. like, Come on, JJ. Uh, I, I bet you they're gonna, gonna give him a harder time than a, yes. than a room full of reporters. It's yes. gonna be rough. <laughs> I, I'm sure we could look at that woman there and probably have a hundred ideas of where he's going based on how he Winked yeah. or how he looked at how people. Or did questions. you hear the way he said Green Bay? He, <laughs> yes. He's absolutely going to Green Bay. Why is he doing the USO? <sighs> I mean, the Army wears green. That means he's going to Green Bay. Yeah, you know? there it is. There it and is. We, didn't uh, we? Didn't we attack a bay in World War Two? So yeah, I mean, obviously Green Bay. <laughs> so he's going to Green Bay. We did a lot of that during World War Two. So I yes, assume there's we, at least one. Or Tampa Bay. I guess you can make the argument for Tampa Bay. But it's not no, one, but. No, I don't know. Hey, one other <laughs> scary thing. I, I, I'm, I'm frightened to get this Big Ben talk, so let's let's bring up other stuff beforehand. Uh, I saw a tweet from my guy Mike Hilton that said 16 days away, and I'm thinking, what is 16 days away? Um, you know, I I like me some Mike Hilton. I I don't want to overpay him for him, but I loved him in Steelers secondary, and I looked at the NFL calendar. And NFL free agency starts on March 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that mean we're... I, I'm a little freaked out here. Yeah. Is he a free agent? Yes, he's a free agent. <laughs> and he's putting 16 days dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yes. Well, Okay. So I'm going to play the optimist here because that's my job on this podcast. Uh, that he's waiting as much as anybody else is. Uh, so he's waiting to hear back from the Steelers, and they're waiting to hear about J.J. Watt and solving their Roethlisberger problem financially. So he's not really – he's lower down on that list of people who are going to get uh, contacted regarding their uh, next year's offer. Um I don't know, but uh, for for his own sake, I'm sure that he's pre- preparing to be a uh, full uh, free agent and field offers from other teams, which there should be some coming if he's if he's a free agent. I love me some Mike Hilton. I would love Mike Hilton to stay, yeah. but yeah, Mike Hilton can get signed today. If he really wants to stay, is he going to be posting 16 days dot dot dot? I mean, he should be like, hey, I need a contract. And, and the other well, on that stuff- level, he just needs it, – it's only fair to remind people, hello, I am also a free agent. Oh, okay. You know, and it's – you can sit around and wait till the last minute or you can put that information out there. I'm, I'm sure they haven't forgotten about him, but I know that they're they're probably <laughs> putting bigger pieces together. And the bigger other thing- financial pieces because he's definitely a huge part of our defense and so necessary in the secondary. Yeah, and the other thing was Zach Banner, who's prolific on social media, uh, was talking on Instagram about, hey, you know, I'm not going to want to focus on getting this contract thing settled. I'm not going to post. And Juju Smith-Schuster responded 
saying, yeah, I'd like to get a contract, kind of referring to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I hear reports uh, when, you know, Big Ben and the Steelers had their meeting. They're like, well, Big Ben comes back, Juju's coming back. And I'm like, with what money? There's a salary cap. I mean, yeah, <laughs> unless Juju's going to play, play for 50 bucks next year. And, you know, all, I mean, all the money. We just have all the money. We just have that <laughs> vault that Scrooge McDuck had where it's just piles and piles of money. Well, and I saw an NFL.com report saying, well, maybe they franchise Bud Dupree again. I'm sitting here like, I love Bud Dupree. I love Bud Dupree to come back. Where's this money coming from? I mean, you know, again, we're over the cap right now. I know we're restructuring people, but if you res- keep restructuring the people. The cap's a cap. I mean, we the money is there. It's just whether or not we'll, we we choose to spend it and choose to pay the penalty for the salary cap. Like, well, like everybody else who has a salary cap and just pays the penalty and has a better team. Like that's... But- but there's dead money. That's why we're in the trouble we are now. That's why Big Ben's cap number is like the size of our national debt right now. It's like new. Just use a different throwback jersey next year, and then we'll sell a bunch more jerseys. If we're still doing this when we're well, 70. Money's this, there. <laughs> the Sears have to play the three of us because there's no more money left. Well, I'm like millions. Well, of I know they're guys. they're close. The NFL is close to signing a new TV con, some new TV contracts, which they're expecting will blow up the cap, but not this year. So okay. I have this fear we're going to like, okay, we'll give you one million this year, but like eighty million the next three years, and it's like, ah, let's hope. <laughs> you know where else we could get some money is if we sell tickets to the games. Because we haven't done that all year. All right. If we sold some tickets to games, you know, those hot dogs aren't cheap. Uh, are you the Florida to... governor or what's going on? <laughs> like, are we going to overpack the same with COVID going on? The yeah, hey, <laughs> two to seats. So many times laps. Everybody's like getting vaccinated, no revenue, right? Yeah. Everybody's getting if vaccinated, right? they stop right? selling stupid Pepsi at the games. <laughs> Sign a Coke contract. Right, that's the real contract that needs to get signed here. Okay, I don't need to hear about your free agents. We want a contract with Coca Cola. I have never been more yep. ready to talk about Big Ben now. You guys, <laughs> I was scared to, and now we're talking we about beat him into submission. Jeez, Big Ben, please let's let's hash this out. All right, so there's a big uh, dispute on Facebook Messenger. Surprised we didn't get kicked off Facebook for this, but um, you know, between Paul and Joe, we were talking about. You know, different ideas on Big Ben. And I'm the moderate of this group. You know, I'm not Republican or Democrat. I'm somewhere in the middle. So I've got a third option. So I, how do we do this? Uh, Paul, you haven't. Uh, I went well, to Joe Moore recently. So, Paul, give your negative to this. Uh, give your how to handle Big Ben, I guess. Well, I, maybe I'm confused about what we're talking about because I, okay. I love Big Ben. I I think we have a better chance with him next year than without him. Um, My concern with Big Ben is, as a Cavaliers fan, five years after a championship, we're still trying to recover from trying to keep LeBron happy and around. I'm worried about how much of the future we're mortgaging just to keep Ben around and and what are we going to get in return. But that's – I was trying to make a different point with my scenarios that I was presenting. It had nothing to do with Ben at all. So I just want to clear the air on that. I, okay. I, 
I, I have no, I mean, other than financial issues and big picture issues, you know, Ben's coming back. Great. Certainly a better option than Rudolph, but eh, I'm just worried about the future. Okay. How do you feel like Rudolph's not the future? Oh, no. I mean, it's, However, it's not it's not impossible. I mean, he he had played well yeah. when he was called upon, but he isn't lighting the you know lighting the field on fire or anything. And, and I have no idea that, how he is my, as a my, leader. Yeah, my primary concern is we don't know, and I think his contract is up after next year, and mm. we're going to have to decide on his contract without knowing what we have in him. But I was actually trying to make a different point with the scenarios I was presenting to Joe. And yeah, I have my so, results. Yeah. T tell us, fill us in what that's in, what you were doing with that. Phil and everybody else <laughs> who's listening to this. <laughs> so I looked at 18 quarterbacks. One of them was Mason Rudolph. And Joe, I presented you with some various statistics. Chris opted not to weigh in on it. <laughs> yeah, and said, you're because said, he's a coward. On the show, I said, "Breathe the show." <laughs> we didn't Joe, reveal what this was, but he laid out six <laughs> six season stats for quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, did you want to run them down or? It's um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so quarterback one, just based on statistics, quarterback number one will throw for sixteen touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, thirty-two hundred yards, give you a seven and nine record. Quarterback number two, 14 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 3,100 yards, a 4-11-1 record. Quarterback three, 10 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, 2,200 yards, and a 10-6 record. Quarterback four, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 3,400 yards, 8-8 eight eight record. Quarterback five, 15 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 3,400 yards, a 4-12 record. Quarterback number six. 27 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 3,700 yards, 9-7 and seven record. So those are your options of who would you have replace Ben after he does retire. And these are legitimate replacement possibilities, not just all quarterbacks. That wasn't um, part of what you, what you posted. You just gave two, us the numbers? Yeah, two of them are actually possibilities. Uh, Mason Rudolph was one, and Joe, he's the quarterback that you said, I'll, I'll go with that guy. Um, if you oh, look at his stats, yeah, and nice. play it out over a season, he would give you 27 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 3,714 yards, and 9-7 and seven record. Another option was Dwayne Haskins. He would give you 15 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 3,451 yards, and a 4-12 and 12 record. The others are the only of out of the past 30 years – the only other four Ohio State quarterbacks who actually started oh, an NFL game. I should have known this was a this was a <laughs> Ohio, hate State. On Ohio State thing. Yeah, really, man. So who was the four, four eleven and, and one? Number two. Four eleven and one. That would have been Hoying. Bobby Hoying. Okay. <laughs> I should have uh, realized that this was a Ohio State this hating is just thing. This is hate on Ohio State thing. The, what, the most what? prolific career belongs to Kent Graham. Okay. <laughs> that was number three? Uh, Hoying, uh, I'm sorry, Graham was number one, 16, okay. 14, 3,200 yards, 79 record. Well, uh, 
Um, uh, Mason Rudolph has did better than that. I mean, I chose number six because numerically, that was the most solid one. That was a nine and seven record. That was the the yep. highest number of of touchdowns. It was uh, the best yardage. Um, not great on interceptions, but when have we ever been great on interceptions? Um, other than <laughs> whoever's number three. Number three was Hoying. How in the world did no, he get to uh, the Hoying was number two. Number okay. three was Krenzel. How did that guy get to a 10 and six record with if 10 you, touchdowns? If you pan out how he played with the Bears, now clearly, I don't remember who the Bears running back was at the time, but clearly had a great running back and a good defense. For well, and depending on what era this was, it may have just been a whole different landscape. It wasn't, you know, the, sure. the gunslinging that we have now. Well, yeah, I mean, in that in that scenario, if we're choosing between those people, then Mason Rudolph, but hands down, is the guy to go with. Well, Kretzel that, started five games. That, that leads me to a broader question. And, and Paul, we talked about this at the beginning of the year before Joe joined us. Where is our franchise quarterback? Because I That's mean, if question. yeah, if we're debating between those guys, you know, whatever, you know, put any, I, I don't care because they're. It's the crap that we faced between Bradshaw and Big Ben. You know, yeah, we had a couple good years of Cordell. We had a, a decent year of Tommy Maddox, but that, that was it. And the rest of the time, we have Mike Tomczak and, and Kent Graham and everybody. You know what I mean? I keep seeing mock drafts with us taking fields, and that's what made me look back at this. And in the past 30 years, 17 Ohio State starting quarterbacks have produced – one Canadian Football League quarterback, three elite Arena League quarterbacks, one broadcaster, one minor league pitcher, two wide receivers, two guys who never even took the field on a Sunday. Seven players actually took a snap, and only five of them have actually started an NFL game. Yeah, but that's please no Justin Field. <laughs> Charlie Castery, bless his heart, but you know that that was where I saw Fields dropping the twenty-four. He's not dropping the twenty-four. Now I'm not saying Justin Fields. I mean, we had Dan Cater on from the Beacon Journal last week. Dan seemed pretty up on Justin Fields, but, hey, he works in Ohio. You know, uh, we work Ohio State games. Um, you know, Dan, I know, was really, really excited when Justin Fields had a great game against in the Sugar Bowl. I hate to say bias. He's not biased. I think he's a little bit too excited about Justin Fields. I, Justin Fields doesn't last in 24. Not that he's that great, but there's a, a bunch of teams in the – Draft and need quarterbacks. You know, I, I don't see him blasting. You, know you know who else looked really good coming out of college? Dwayne Haskins, Cardale Jones, Terrell Pryor, Troy Smith. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Justin Fields is a last than 24. These quarterbacks are going to go high. I mean, if, if a quarterback drops, I can see it maybe. Uh, the Kyle Trask, the kid from Florida, you know, he might go in the second round. Or I, I'm seeing Mac Jones from Alabama. I'm seeing some mock drafts in the top ten, which is kind of weird. But I mean, quarterbacks do fall. I, I there's enough quarterbacks, enough NFL teams that need a quarterback for Fields to go higher than twenty four. I, I don't think he's he's not dropping that far. I think if the Steelers end up drafting said. a quarterback, it's not going to be in the first round. I don't think there's going to be anybody worth spending a first round pick on who will be yeah. still be available at that point. I would expect them to, to draft one, maybe third round. Well, finding somebody who's deep in the draft in there somewhere 
and, I can and see, drafted somebody, but <clears throat> I can see them trading up if there's a quarterback they're in love with. But it better be a quarterback that we know is good. I mean, that we know is good. And like we we hear about Trey Lance, it's this kid from North Dakota State that hasn't thrown a pick in a couple of years. Well, he's playing for North Dakota State. Well, you better know he's good. I'm not talking like Carson Wentz had a good year or two, and now he's like traded. I'm talking like you had that feeling when they drafted Big Ben that Big Ben wasn't going to be a bust. That he was going to be a decent quarterback. You better have that Big Ben feeling if you trade up, like Devin Bush. The biggest problem with the Steelers before they had Devin Bush is they had no speed in their linebackers. So running backs and tight ends were absolutely destroying them. Well, Devin Bush was the opposite of that. And that's why they went up and got him, which is good. But you better hope. If you if you trade for a quarterback, you better know this guy's good. And honestly, I don't know which quarterback's like that, with the possible exception of Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not completely slow on Trevor Lawrence either. You know? I'm not. You can't hit a still target. <laughs> So help me out. That doesn't this. happen very often, though. Yes, in professional football. <laughs> in the Steelers' offense, we did just you run five wow. yards, turn around, look for the ball. <laughs> so help me out with this. And again, I'm I'm saying this in a loving way. Um, I, I didn't respond to your question because I wanted us to talk about it in the show. For one, two, I didn't realize it was a a thinly disguised let's burn on the Ohio State quarterback exercise. <laughs> but um, so what you, I mean, if you're the GM, what do you do with Big Ben? I mean. Well, clearly he's coming back next year. Um, but I think we, we need to use the, if, if we don't use this year to figure out what happens after Ben, we're wasting time. Um, we we need I, I'm I'd be open to looking at trading up in the second round to maybe get Kyle Trask, um, but we have to get this figured out. Um, Ben's not going to play until he's fifty, like Brady's going to. Um, he just isn't taking care of himself physically to do that. Um, we have yeah. to, or else we are going to be bottom dwellers for at least five years. Uh, we need to get this figured out. I read something that was talking about, you know, hey. Probably Ben makes the most sense to bring back, but it's possible that both sides may regret it. Like, you know, Matt Cannon has a different type of offense. We don't know where that yep. cliff is from Big Ben. Maybe he has another good year. Maybe he has another four good games, and he drops off the cliff. Um, One report from Aditi Kramafia, I, I can't pronounce her last name. She was saying, hey, it's not set in stone that he's coming back. All they said was he wants to come back, and Dan Rooney wants him to come back. You know what I mean? I, I mean, there's no deal, and there's no deal been signed. That's why we were talking the first part of the show, and, well, what's the shoe that has to drop? I mean, is it possible they might just say, yeah, we want to come back, but does it really make sense next year? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he was tight with Marquise Pouncey. He's not going to Pouncey next year. Um I don't know. I mean, I, I share your frustration. I mean, my argument for this was going to be the Steelers had time. Why Why didn't, like, two or three years ago they draft, you find some guy that you, you would dance with in the first round, even if they had a low first-round pick, get your quarterback, let him develop. Right now it's Mason Rudolph, and they're high on Mason Rudolph. They put a first-round grade to him, and they got him in the fourth round. But I'm not certain that Mason's that guy. 
I, I mean, I think maybe he's a solid backup for 10 years, but he's not your franchise quarterback. I mean, I, I just wish you got in a position where you may have had to push Big Ben out the door because you had an outstanding backup quarterback. Kind of like what happened in Dallas. You know, when they drafted that, that Prescott, he had a good start. And then they figured, hey, we, we don't need Tony Roman. Not that he can't play anymore, but we've got a guy who could come in and, and fill the bill. So we can pay a lot less money at the time. Obviously, they're going to have to pay a lot more money for Dak in the future. But they saved a lot more money by having a quarterback they didn't have to pay anything for when Tony Roman had a bigger salary. I wish they could have set that up. They can't. So, Joe, here's my question. I know you're a Big Ben guy, but, you know, I think all three of these guys are big lottery tickets. I mean, I feel better with my Big Ben lottery ticket for next year, but I can't bet all the money in the world that Big Ben's got a great year. Mason Rudolph, I mean, yeah, he hasn't been a flop, but I don't think Mason Rudolph is a Legion of the the playoffs by himself type of guy. And you know if Dwayne Haskins, it's a huge lottery ticket where, yeah, maybe there's a 2% chance he's going to be good, but there's a 98% chance he just isn't that quarterback. I mean, I guess that's my issue. I know you feel better about Big Ben, but I wish they could have prepared better for this spot than they are right now. And that's always the goal. And I, I, it, you have to believe that that's what they thought they were doing with Rudolph. They're really high on Rudolph. And they are seeing things that we don't. I don't know what any of those things are. Uh, that would make them believe so strongly that Rudolph, that that was their expectation with Rudolph. Uh, you know, they they had had graded him higher than where they were able to get him in the draft. Um, but you know, there's been one or two really really great quarterbacks that went very low in the draft. Mm. That's happened before. Um, and if you can put whoever they are in the right system, even uh, you know everybody's pick for the greatest of all time had a really great system around him. They had a working professional team <laughs> when he came in to Sergio and then his hard work and professionalism took them to another level. Um, yeah. They're hoping that, that, that Rudolph's that guy. And I think it was, there was a bump in the road last year in the fact that he didn't pan out the way they expected. He didn't do poorly. He did not do great. So I don't know how you, when it's not definitive, how you then put all the, you know, where you bank everything on Rudolph. And Haskins coming in was, is a bargain. It was a bargain fine. Somebody put it in the discount bin. And so you're just like, okay, I'll buy that CD for a dollar and see if it's any good. You know, because you can do that. Um, and it's still possible that he may actually pan out to be better than what uh, where he was valued at the time. Um, it's just that neither of those guys are people that you automatically look at and say, yes, he's the successor. This is the guy who is the city of Pittsburgh for the next 10 years. We, we don't we don't have that guy standing there right now. It's possible over the next year we'll see that out of one or both of them. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just hard to say. And like, you know, Paul's talking about, it's going to be hard 
to give them the room to show that when we still have to pay Ben Roethlisberger a lot of money and we don't want to pay Sadly, it may actually take him getting injured to get one of those guys the chance to show what they need to show. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I mean you said it. I think I mean I like that Mason Roth isn't a huge turnover machine. I mean he, he's never turned the ball over a ton. I mean that was an issue with Landry Jones. Landry would turn the ball over a little bit more. But you know, I, I see Mason as a potential good um you know backup quarterback. You, you always talk about the game managers. I get frustrated at the fact that the Steelers running game's gone to crap. They seem to have no real interest in keeping James Conner and everything that Paul and I have talked about the year. We have really no big reason to keep James Conner unless you get him for the cheap. But you know how they free agency is. Somebody's going to overpay for him. Um, yeah, that's why we're going to lose a lot. Too many agency. people who need a, even a serviceable yeah. quarter, uh, running back. He's right. going to get paid. So, so here's my frustration. You, you can take a look at the offseason of quarterbacks and say, I still think they have a very good defense, no matter who leaves. I mean, you could lose a Mike Hilton. You could lose a Cam Sutton. You could lose a Bud Dupree. I still think they have a very serviceable defense. Is it as good as last year? No, but it's not going to be crap either. What frustrates me is we really didn't play ahead on running, and we didn't really play ahead on quarterback. Because if we still had a good running game, think back to the year that they drafted Big Ben. They had great receivers. They had Plaxico Burris. They had Heinz Ward. And then running backs, I mean, you had Jerome Bettis. I think we had Willie Parker at the time. Yes. Yeah. So you had good running backs. So you could take a quarterback. And I, look, I wonder how Mason Rudolph, if he was their draft pick at that time, Mason may have had a good career coming in that spot. Because as you said, Joe, there's players around him that could do well. I don't know. And, and like, I see today, I was looking on Twitter, Alex Smith uh, is going to be released by Washington. I wouldn't say Alex Smith is a franchise quarterback. I mean, he's lucky to be even playing right now. But, man, I would love Alex Smith to be like our Charlie Batch type guy. But I wouldn't trust Alex Smith as much because we don't have a running game in Pittsburgh. We don't have a great offensive line. And I wish that if we had a decent offensive line and a good running game, you could bring a Mason in or Alex Smith in or a, a game manager. It doesn't have to be a franchise quarterback. You could say, hey, you got a good defense. Yeah, maybe we're not Super Bowl champs, but we can make a run for it. We don't have that this year. And shame on the Steelers for not you know, playing ahead of quarterback. Shame on the Steelers for James Conner. And I love James Conner. Great story. When he's healthy, he plays good. But, you know, he's had health you know, problems. He's had problems for one game. He looks fantastic. The next game, he gets 20 yards, you know. And it, it is what it is. We all can't be all pros or Barry Sanders or Walter Payton's, but it's just it, – it's coming at a bad time. These three things are coming together for the Steelers in a rough time, and we may have to take the lumps. But that said, Joey, you know, Big Ben could still be a good quarterback next year. I, I don't know. If he comes back and he's healthier and – he, he can throw long passes. I mean, we're not in bad shape, even if we don't have Juju. I, th- I still think we got good receivers. I think Eric Ebron isn't Gronkowski, but he's serviceable. I mean, we could be fine. It's just, I mean, the thing that we used to be known for was our line and a good off uh, running game. We don't have it anymore. It stuns me. I mean, this isn't the sewers I'm, I'm used to. So, I don't know. 
And we haven't uh, really had that run game since uh, what's his name left town and just decided to that he didn't like playing football anymore. That it was more important to be the third string on a Super Bowl oh, team. Le'Veon, you know. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it was funny. That's and that's what I want out of my career is to be the third string on a Super Bowl team. I just walk around with my <laughs> ring, super proud. I want a Super Bowl because I watched it from the sidelines. Well, Booyah! <laughs> here's the million dollar question with Matt Canada. He supposedly was a lot more into the jet sweeps using a receiver and stuff like that at the beginning of the year. If you think about it, Chase Claypool had a handful of rushing touchdowns. He mm-hmm. was actually like a goal line back on jet sweeps. He did well. I remember they were using Ray Ray McLeod. He had like a 60, what was it, two-yard run one game on jet sweep. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm the, the jury saw it met Canada. Yeah, I'd rather have Canada than Fickner, but I want Canada to bring that to the Steelers where, yeah, I mean, if we draft a running back, second, third, fourth round. There's no guarantee it's going to be good. Who knows? We could still be struggling. But make an all-hands-on-deck approach. You know, run Claypool around it in a couple times. Run Ray Ray McLeod. And you could do it where it's not the long reverses that you used to. We have jet sweeps. We have these touch passes and everything. And that could become part of the running. So maybe, I, and maybe a couple of these guys who seem to have butterfingers anytime you pass it to them, maybe they can catch a, a sweep. Yeah. Good grief. Well, in, if we caught like, half of the passes that we dropped over this year, we would win this year and next year's Super Bowl just for our play this year. They would just not have a season next year. Right. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, think back to what Big Ben said, even when the Steelers were 11 0. He's like, I got to put the ball in the hand of my playmakers. And we're like, oh, come on. You're the franchise quarterback. These guys are young bucks. Well, maybe Big Ben knew he couldn't throw it super long. So it's like, hey, I'm going to throw the short passes. Hopefully Deontay can break something and everything. So, yeah, whoever the quarterback is, and you guys are right. It looks like Big Ben's coming back. And But I would say I think he's on a short leash. And he's going to be on a short leash with whoever the second guy is. If it's Mason Rudolph, some other dude we bring off the street, or a draft pick like Trask or whoever it might be. So. I don't think he gets benched unless he's hurt. I don't see Tomlin pulling but that that's trigger. Only, but that's only more and more probable every year we or, go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or what if they lose? I mean, Paul, you said they have a hard schedule. And, again, I'm not saying, Joe, they're going to be a losing team because they stink. I mean, they've got a rough schedule next year. I mean, they could be a decent team next year. They could still be 7-9, 6-10. I mean, do you think maybe if they I think start – I think they're rated as like one of the three toughest schedules in the NFL next year. Yeah. And, and that hurts. I mean, they're not going to be only 16 because of that. But, you know, like I said, you could have, you know, a lot of people say the difference in the NFL between 6 and 10, 10, 6 is very minimal. So, you know, so they may be in that 6 and 10 to 10, 6 range where, hey, if they get a couple breaks to go against them, they could be a 6 and 10 team. And not that they're bad, but going to what Paul said about having a hard schedule, that, that could play a factor. So, and I'm wondering, to your point, Paul, is it, you know, say they start the year rough, one and two, one and three, it may not be because Big Ben's off the cliff, but they're just losing games. Then do you say, okay, we might as well see what Basin can do? Even if it's not, hey, Ben, you suck or anything. It's just more of, hey, we need a new voice in there and see what happens, you know? I, I still don't see them doing that. I, I think. I think they'll go four and twelve with Ben rather than yank him at some point. I just think there's too much loyalty to their guy and his reputation. I I'd struggle to see them doing that. 
and I can see that happening. I hope it doesn't. Yeah, because unless they say, "Hey, we're tanking it," so our best chance of tanking is having Big Ben out there. You know, if we put Josh Dobbs, we might win a game. So Ben, you go out there, you know, play one for the string, and then we can tank and get a, a big quarterback next year. And we're the Jets now. Yeah. We're the Jets now. We just do that, okay. but we're tanking it by putting our our franchise quarterback out there. You know, hey, don't he's put getting Josh paid Dobbs. money. He put, he's games. getting money. He's getting paid money. Let's put him on special teams. So what we throw him out there all the time. From this podcast, we found out that Joe's a Big Ben apologist. Joe's like, if they go zero sixteen, Big Ben's on my side. I'm I'm good with it, right? Sure. Oh, and sixteen. That's crazy. But so Big Ben follows John the way to Denver next year. Uh, Joe will be like, I- I'm doing also a Broncos podcast. Right yes. <laughs> no, no. I have um, to say that my my loyalty is that deep that if you have left the team, you are now in especially high profile. Oh, left it in really bad terms. You're dead to me. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so we'll start hearing Big Ben, you know, rips like, like he's ripping poor Le'Veon Bell. I mean, what Le'Veon Bell do? You know, he got some money from the Jets, and he sat out know, for a year. He pouted. Yeah, he pouted and sat out. For, that's it's unacceptable. Leaving well, because you get paid a higher contract somewhere else. I respect that, but pouting for a year, I do not respect that. And then going somewhere and doing horribly. So horribly <laughs> that they just trade you away in the middle of the season. Horribly. And Antonio Brown, I mean, look. You know, he oh, did. that guy. He's he just did. following well, Tom Brady around. He's well, probably doing Tom Brady's laundry in the offseason. Well, it's all about creating <laughs> legacy. You know what I mean? Cleaning his and pool. For What's as great on? of a career as Antonio had with Pittsburgh, okay, he got some awards, but we weren't looking at him as Jerry Wright. So he said, let me make a legacy by going crazy and ending up with Tom Brady in Tampa. You know, you got to start by becoming to... unhinged. Yeah, Check. right. Well, I'll I mean, just go off my meds for a couple months and then. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. He, he, he was catching what 140 balls a year, 40 right. more than and that's not enough. In the NFL. Apparently, that's just not enough. Well, what attention was he getting? The national media wasn't paying attention. They're like, ah. Eh. We want the latest story. He was on so. the top of every list that anybody was ever talking about. The great quarterbacks that were playing. Are you? But was again Twitter followers or the attention? So hey, you gotta go a little crazy for a while. It's okay. It cost him what two, three years of his career in yeah, his prime. Something like that. He, you got and, and the allegations are all still out there. So you yeah, know, who, who knows what happens? He, he may end up in jail, but hey, if he plays his cards right, he'll be mid forties. <laughs> he he won't be in athletic like shape. You know, hey, and you know, I, I'm trying to defend Tony Brown. I, I'm kidding. I, obviously, we want it to, it'd be like if Tony Brown Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Download that podcast to it, fans. As I go. defend Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell, and who else can I defend that oh, good trouble for? I don't know. Very I don't know. I don't know if it gets worse than that. Yeah, yeah. There's really – there's nothing to be worse. I mean, I don't think <laughs> Barry Foster had that bad of a – Oh, man. All right, Paul, anything else from Steelers? You're in Steelers 
you're in Pittsburgh, so you listen to Steelers radio. Yeah, we're in Mississippi and Ohio, where we don't hear much. We just hear the horrible Big Ben jokes and dumb stuff about the Browns. You so, know, I, yeah, honestly, not a whole lot of buzz. I mean, I think people are taking their sides on how they feel about Ben coming back, but other than that, they're we're trying to decide if the Penguins have any playoff shots at all this year or not. We're we're divided on that. <laughs> so. Well, my favorite – I'm still a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I'm like Joe. I'm with the Penguins win, lose, or tie, which they don't tie anymore. But um, I got to say, I, I'm so upset with Mike Sullivan because the Sullivan brothers, you know, the one who's the quarterback's coach <laughs> and, the, and the hockey coach are taking advantage of all of us. Um, I am a big John Tortorella fan, um, you know, our coach here at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, Joe, I, I know you're not a huge hockey fan. Do you know about John Tortorella? No. He's a wild man. Uh, he's very, <laughs> he's a very smart guy. He's a good coach. He's a good hockey coach. But when he gets frustrated, he starts screaming at reporters. He'd threaten to fight reporters and everything, and it's great. And the Blue Jackets are currently on a five-game <laughs> losing streak. And I'm not a big Blue Jackets fan. They're a hometown hockey team, so, you know, they are who they are. But um, I got excited because on YouTube, they were like, John Tortorella press conference. I looked at the time, and it was only a minute. I'm like, uh-oh, this is going to be great. And John <laughs> went a little nuts last night. It was great. So here's my thinking, and we'll keep it. We're losing Joe, so we got to keep this brief, Paul. We'll have to do a separate Penguins <laughs> podcast. We're going to talk about this more. He glazed um, over. <laughs> I've interviewed like I, I covered the Blue Jackets for a year and a half. So I I got to I was part of a Mike Sullivan press conference. Mike's a good guy, I make fun of him. But he was nice. He answered some of my dumb questions. So I'm not anti Mike Sullivan, but let's get rid of Mike Sullivan. Let's bring John Tortorella to the Penguins. Oh cover them. Oh, <laughs> we hate the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets are you're beating us, so we're just gonna start poking you in the face with our sticks and just beating this the tar is, out of you physically. That's this has got cheap shots, low blows. This, is, this has got nothing to do with the Blue Jackets. I covered them, so some of the guys I covered are still on the team. You know, it's like a former coworker. You're like, hey, I hope they're doing well. I don't really care if they're winning or lose. But you know, when I covered the Blue Jackets, our coach was Todd Richards who is probably the nicest man to ever walk the face of the surf. Very soft-spoken guy. Um, I asked Todd some very dumb questions, and Todd never yelled. You know, he's a big NHL coach. He never say anything. Well, and Todd, I actually, there's one summer where uh, the Blue Jackets were making some type of a, what was like a playground in Columbus. So I, I went to cover that. Todd Richards came up to me for an interview. Like, he's like, hey, you got any questions for me? I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. And so we're sitting there in the park talking and everything. I'm like, hey, it's an NHL coach. John Tortorella would never do that. John Tortorella would be like, you know, ready to fight you if you went over and asked him for a question. Um, so it's very different. So I'm, I'm a big John Tortorella guy. And, again, if he doesn't say it's the Blue Jackets, it's fine. I want him to come to Pittsburgh. It would be great. Oh. I'm a John we want his style of play here. Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> and John Tortorella just yelled at Sidney Crosby and Malkin. Like he's, you know, said they're bad people and everything. Could you imagine him coaching them? It'll be great. <laughs> the, 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 it would just be. Uh, seriously, Joe, do yourself a favor. If you got time this afternoon, uh, we can't play him on the podcast because no matter how official it is, we're stealing if we put him on the podcast. I can't play him right here. But do yourself a favor. 
um, do a YouTube search for John Tortorella angry or John Tortorella upset and all. <laughs> You will lose the afternoon. You'll say, I lost the afternoon of my life. But you'll say, man, I made some good choices. There's a lot of good John Tortorella in there. <laughs> I, I saw last night. I went down a Tortorella wormhole. It was like late. I couldn't get to sleep. And there was one where he was a coach of the Canucks. There was a, a big fight to start the game. He got mad. And the, they kept on showing him screaming at the other bench. The first intermission, he tried to get into the visitor's locker room to fight the team. And it showed, like, this, he, the Calgary Flames, this, the team he was facing, he was like, arr, arr, and everything. And there's an interview out there, like a podcast interview, where they talked to one of the Flames guys. He's like, you wanted to kill us and fight us and everything. I'm like, we need more of that. That's great. Mike Sullivan doesn't give you that, Paul. <laughs> more violence. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it goes back to my theory, my NBA theory, way back in the – what was it? The early '90s when the the Cavaliers just couldn't get past um, the the Bulls. Yeah, where you know there's those guys that are deep down on the bench. They got five fouls. You know, mm-hmm. you should just throw them in there and get all five. Just like them up, try to take out some of the starters for the Bulls, and then you have better chance of winning the game. Like that's the whole <laughs> point of some of these guys. Like they, you obviously aren't playing them, so get their fouls. <laughs> I I am so into John Tortorella. Let, let, let me go with this for a minute. I'll probably lose you guys. They'll hang up and like lose my number and never talk to me again. <laughs> Mike Talman can't be a facility forever. And we always talk about and there's some goofballs that want Mike Talman fired now. And I always bring no. up well, who's out there that could coach the Steelers? Who's your guy? Who's that guy you're bringing in if you're getting rid of Mike Talman? You want a hockey coach? John Tortorella. You want a hockey coach? No. <laughs> Just for the excitement. Oh, the enemy. That's who you get. You miss Everybody else game. is too stupid to hire him. Let's hire oh. him now. John Tortorella is the greatest of all time. No, we're not hiring oh. a hockey coach. A hockey coach <laughs> that wants to physically fight the other team. Oh, no. he, wanted to, he wanted to fight reporters? Oh, it was great. Oh. <laughs> so let's just get every, every Pittsburgh franchise hire a head coach named Mike Sullivan. <laughs> Just to make Chris yeah. mad. If the next Pirates manager, it'd be great. Well, one of the random reasons. guy, you get out the phone book and flip to Sullivan, go through the M's, <laughs> the Michaels. We, can you go by Mike for us? It'd be helpful. Change it to Mike Sullivan Town. He, we'll elect one of mayor. It's perfect. It's a perfect plan. He had this one. He had this one bit where. Um, in reporting, you would take your cell phone and put it on the um, put on the lectern where the coach would stand, because yeah. that way, if you were using the interview on the website or even just so you can type in the quotes afterwards, you know, your phone's right there. The phone went, goes off during one of Tortorella's press conferences. Oh, no. He answers it. It was the reporter's mother, and he was like, "Tom Reed, who actually is a." writer now for DK Sports over in Pittsburgh. Um, it was Tom Reed's phone. He's like, Mrs. Reed, you know, you're calling during my press conference. And she, she must have gotten embarrassed. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, oh, I'd rather talk to you than that son of yours. And it was, it was fantastic. Please go down the wormhole. And Joe. then he fought that guy's mom. Yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe. He called her up and said, meet me out back. I'm well, beat the crap out of you, mom. <laughs> We need to close this up because we, we got to get to our Why? review Why? This podcast. is the best part of the podcast. Well, <laughs> I'm telling Joe, uh, Paul, 
Joe's a little bit late. I, I'm telling Paul, we have to think of another show to review before next week. Okay. So one of my nominees might be a old John Tortorella YouTube clip. That could be oh, a review. <laughs> It'd have to be two we, or three of them. You have, to, of, you have to put them together. Instead of all coaches named Mike Sullivan, what if every Pittsburgh head coach followed the mayor and all had handlebar mustaches? <laughs> that, that could be good, too. I be... want Mike Tomlin to have a handlebar mustache so bad. That'd be amazing. <laughs> as long as That'd be amazing. Cool. I want it to be obviously fake, too. I want it uh, not even, like, remotely real. It has to be very obviously a giant fake handlebar mustache. As long as there's no more Pittsburgh athletes, Steelers, Penguins, or, or Pirates, they come with names of other famous players. So it's good. And my hat tip to whoever at the Pittsburgh Tribune re- review that must listen to our podcast that went up to Mike Todd Sullivan of the Steelers and was asking him about him having the same name as the Penguins coach. So whoever you are. They must have been listening. You're my favorite report ever of all time. <laughs> and you know what, bud? Marcus Allen, I'm sure he's coming back soon, or he might do some media availability. Hey, Marcus won't return my tweet, so if Marcus Allen returns your tweet, I want to see another story about what's it like having the same name as a former Raider halfback. <laughs> this guy's a sphere animal. I got, we got to have this guy on. I, I mean, he, he probably knows us. I mean, how else would we have come up with that? You know, question from Mike Sullivan. They've been great. So, oh yeah, I mean, clearly. All right. Well, we we need to get going because we got to talk. Um, yeah, check out later in the week. Uh, may not be right. What? Well, it's on our feet. So let me do a quick promo before we end. Uh, we are on the Ohio Wind Podcast. You're like, what the heck? This is a Steelers podcast. Hey, all of us are from Ohio. One and two. The Steelers should be the team you follow in, in Ohio. Not the Browns, not the Bengals, full of the Steelers. So check out the Ohioan. We are on all major podcast providers. And you might be like, well, do you guys do a show every day? Heck no, we don't. Sometimes we'll do a clip, a minute, two clip, talk about some Steelers stuff. But we do that one show once a week. But check out the rest of our shows. You'll hear a lot of Paul. Uh, Paul sometimes will share devotions, sermons. Yes, he's a pastor. Sometimes he'll share book reviews. Paul, we got into this podcast. But you got to tell me one day. How you're reading 15 books a month? I heard you say that. I wasn't sure on the podcast or not. These are children's books, right? <laughs> was, it, was it 15? I got to read that hop night? on pop 18 yeah, I times. Just... <laughs> well, here. No, I just, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I just finished the review for this week. 640 page. Stephen King, The Outsider. It's all I do in my spare time. I just, I just read. <laughs> Are you reading 15 books a month? No, I'm impressed. I, I, I'm not going to make fun of that. Yeah. January, I did 14. Uh, February, I did eight. But I read it's a bigger shorter months month. in February. Yeah. It's a shorter month. <laughs> I had uh, – I, I work for Gannett. We we do a um, – all the websites Ohio. We help uh, other states where needed. Uh, we have 21 daily papers, just so you know what I do. I read all day. I want to read at night. Because we had this, some team building exercise for like, tell me what book you like. What's the last book you read all the way through? I'm like, uh, I, I just don't read. I podcast. So <laughs> I that's why I'm illiterate. So, all right. Yeah. But check us out. I never learned to read. <laughs> yes. I never. <laughs> you taught me, Dad, or, you know, the old drug commercial. Um, but yeah. So check us out. We're on a lot of other times. Uh, what the Highland Podcast is, and Joe, Paul, and I, we also do, we've been experimenting with different shows. We did Titanic 2, and we're about ready to record 
uh, Sledgehammer. So if you want to hear us talk about interesting 90s sitcoms, check us out. 80s. So, well, 80s, yeah. We'll see you on the other yeah, side. Yeah, make it to the 90s. And <laughs> I had I had the Ohio Twitter turned on. We were live for the Steelers, and we're live on Twitch. So keep us on there, and you can hear us talk about Sledgehammer in probably, what, two minutes from now. So check us out. Thanks for tuning on the Steelers podcast. And if you're live on Twitter, stay, stay tuned to us. We'll see you in a minute or two. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye.